0: welcome to thriller premium welcome to thriller premium research reporting industry analysis information and tokenomics
1: welcome to thriller insights Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Insights. My name is Kar Car Gonzalez. Today is June 12, 2019. Welcome back. So it looks as though that the Financial Action Task Force wants to turn every Bitcoin crypto exchange into a bank. Yes, this is the beginning. So they aim to make about 200 countries around the world to treat Bitcoin exchanges like banks. This is coming in from a report published on June 11th. The intergovernmental body reported that it wants to change how national regulators treat all of the businesses which are dealing with cryptocurrencies and that the update will go public on the 21st of this month. It's not really clear all the way, but experts believe that anyone who deals with cryptocurrencies and who exchanges more than thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin will have to provide personal information. Now, the recommendation could have been a much larger impact, but the SEC and other regulators has already made such claims to date focused on around token offerings. If we look here, one of the biggest threats to these people is crypto and its advancement throughout the world. So they want to take a cautious approach (laughs) to let them, you know, implement, you know, subtle suggestions and subtle placements, not to alarm people but to make sure everything is KYC and AML. If you don't know who the Financial Action Task Force are, take a listen to the president as he discusses who they are, what they are and what they're hoping to accomplish.
0: I'm Paul Vlaanderen, I'm a national of the Netherlands. And at present, I'm the president of the Financial Action Task Force or FATF for short. FATF is a task force, the Financial Action Task Force. And it is created by governments, for governments, in order to fight the uh, undesirable consequences of money laundering and terrorist financing. <coughs> the FEDF was born in 1989 and that was a, a response to the, uh, the, to the difficulties that there were with the laundering of drug money. And it was initiated by the G7 countries. Uh, they felt that we needed some kind of international cooperation. And uh, the FATF started therefore with the G7. It grew very quickly to 16 members. Today we have 35 full members. And what is very special and interesting of the FATF's uh, formula is that around the 35 members, there are eight regional uh, FATF-like bodies. That means that in all, 180 jurisdictions are part of the FATF family. What it does is it sets standards, rules, um, that all countries that participate in the task force have to apply in their national systems. Uh, It does not only set rules, it also checks in individual countries uh, whether these countries live up to the rules and that they all translate the rules, the recommendations as they are called in FATF speech, whether they translate the recommendations into their national rules and regulations. Non-conformity might ultimately lead to reactions not only by the FATF, also by the FATF, but also by other countries and financial institutions that become nervous about the quality of the national regulations and therefore might increase the requirements uh, which normally increases cost and therefore uh, compliance with FATF rules and regulations is an economic incentive for national government.
1: Yeah, they took the first step in trying to regulate cryptocurrency today. Um, This is gonna go in effect on the 21st of June. And then also don't forget we have the G20 summit coming up here in June 19th. No, I'm sorry, June 28th and 29th. Um, it's just more bad news. To be quite frank, uh, Bitrix and um, Bitfinex appear to be stepping up their KYC controls as well, too. So if you haven't gotten an email from them, if you have a, an account with them, you're probably going to get one uh, to verify your ID and um, your AML and everything like that. Um, so get ready to, you know get your government issue ID out, especially if you're in the United States. This is, uh, this is starting to happen, ladies and gentlemen, and it's uh, snuck up on us. Um, last year, in 2017, we saw the big rise and a lot of people became millionaires overnight. And that pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> that pissed off a lot of people. And what you saw here happen in 2018 was just a convergence on everything. And the SEC has quickly caught up to exactly what kind of shenanigans is going on in the crypto space. Uh, This is just the first step to do that, and they have the the FATF going after everybody all at once. And it's done through this organization, which is very smart, right? It it takes the control out of the SEC's hands and, and puts it directly square on them. It's no wonder we're seeing everything go on with the New York Attorney General's office going after Bitfinex, and then we also have uh, the SEC going after uh, Ken or Kick. So what's gonna happen? Uh, I think we're gonna see more of this. I think we're gonna see more of governments trying to control cryptocurrency any way which way they can. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, in the future, when you try to pay for something in Bitcoin, you're asked to present an ID <laughs> along with it. Or have a hardware wallet already having an ID attached to your Bitcoin. Um, this is the world that it has become. It's very sad, and I think a lot of people in the space haven't recognized that fact yet. Um, no one's really talking about this right now, which is surprising. I think people just don't read the actual <laughs> the actual news, and they just read the headlines, which is kind of alarming. But uh, this is gonna slowly roll out and you're gonna start seeing other exchanges kinda take notice too as well. If you're outside the US, then you're actually a lot better off than we are because um, your governments are probably gonna take a little bit more you know, slower and candid approach to how they're gonna regulate cryptocurrency. But if you're inside the US uh, and you have some crypto on exchange, it's very wise right now to pull that off just in case you, you have to get hit with one of these KYC or AML requests and you don't do it well they'll probably hold your crypto ransom um yeah it just sucks it sucks it sucks it sucks and this is something that andreas has talked a lot about he had mentioned this in the past that when governments start trying to kyc and aml stuff especially with cryptocurrency uh, technology tends to fight back with its teeth right and its claws so it's no wonder why we're seeing new cryptocurrencies like grin and other mimblewimble wimble uh, blockchain protocols um, get integrated and other you know ways to obfuscate a transaction. Uh, it's no wonder why we saw Zcash spike up here recently. It's no wonder why Monero is going up as well, too. These, This cryptocurrency, the need to um, be able to pay with digital currency anonymously, is a right that we should all have. I, I firmly believe it. I don't think it's just for terrorists. I don't think it's needed just for terrorism. I think the U.S. dollar does a really good uh, job at, you know, <laughs> hiding transactions or, you know, putting cash underneath your mattress <laughs> does a lot better. You know, I think with Bitcoin and stuff like that, those can easily be trackable. I don't see why you need to have AML or KYC. Uh, it's just kind of going too far, in my opinion. I think to purchase any kind of Bitcoin these days, you you are going to need that, right? It's just slowly ha- how it's become. Uh, it's they're slowly trying to remove the the currency aspect out of it, and they're trying to make it very much a a a, a, uh, a digital gold, which is fine with me. But I, I don't like that. <laughs> I lo- I'd rather have people choose what they want to do with their Bitcoin, whether that's paying with it or Holding it over time like a valued asset. Um, Either way, we're going to see the G20 summit uh, get launched here in a couple weeks. Uh, We have Facebook coming out next week with their white paper. A lot of bad news is going to be happening here very soon. Um, Yeah, very soon. And I think we're going to see some really big news come out of G20 uh, on June 28th. I I think we're going to see some more bad news. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what they're going to come out with. But if it's if this is leading everything and you have Bitrix and Bitfinex already, you know, sending out these notices before June 21st, just to catch up to this news, it's man, the Wild West's crypto is done. I mean, we could still use DEXs, right? We can still use decentralized exchanges. There's enough out there. But at this point you're gonna have to be all locked in. We're talking VPN, (laughs) we're talking Tor browsing, (laughs) we're we're going the full nine yards. Uh, This is what you have to do to keep your identity safe and private. Um, Didn't think it was gonna happen this fast, but it did. Okay, with that, let's get on to the next segment. You know, all day today, everybody just wanted to talk about Litecoin. (laughs) I go to work, they want to talk about Litecoin. You know, I go to Telegram, I see some Litecoin talk. You know, it's, it's one of those things, uh, this week Litecoin has gotten a lot of attention, right? We talked about it last week on Thriller Insights, uh, when, it, when Litecoin was at $100. And um, one of the things I like to pride myself in, if I may here for a second, is getting you guys news before it becomes news. <laughs> you know, I, I really like that I can tell you something that's going to happen, and then it happens, or it goes exactly as planned. Today, Litecoin went up to $140. Yeah, it, it went up a lot. Uh, last week, I told you that, you know, at $100, I'm not willing to play the Litecoin game because I don't want to. I don't want to get in and then, you know, having to time it just right to get out. Right. I just didn't want to play it. I, I didn't want to play it. I, I, but I gave you everything that you needed to know. I let you know how far it was going to go up. I think I had said like 100 to like maybe 140, 150 at the most, 130, 120, somewhere around there. I was like, it's somewhere around there. And I did. I think I even told you the, the date. Um, I think it was like 45 dates before the actual August 6th date was when, you know, the last time it, it kind of crashed back down to reality, right? Just because of the pump that Litecoin created of the happening. So, What happened today? Sure enough, it got to like 140, 137, somewhere around there. And then it automatically just dropped. Now it's back to 135. In my opinion, it probably has a little room to grow. Do do what I jump into it now? Probably not. (laughs) It's funny because I'm starting to see everybody post about oh, Litecoin's gonna go to two hundred and twenty five dollars or everybody's predicting the 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 bottom is in or, or the 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 having is coming and and you know, w- we're still room to grow. Don't believe that. Don't don't believe that for a second. the the time to get in was at hundred dollars last week if you were gonna get in. I was still saying that, when I got in at twenty-eight dollars, I was totally happy getting out at 80 dollars. When I did, right, uh, th- like I was totally fine with that. Like that was cool with me. I was cool with that return. But getting in a hundred and then trying to time it right, I probably would have. I probably see like right now, if I would have put, I would have put some money into Litecoin. I probably would just be holding off right now, <laughs> you know, saying, okay, maybe we can keep going. I, I just didn't want to deal with that because I've done that before and it's not fun. It's not fun to. To be in that predicament of, should I be more greedy or should I just take what I have? And that's one of the main reasons why I was telling y'all to, to look out for that. You know, greed can become an, an easy thing to listen to. It literally can. <laughs> Ask a lot of people who, who who saw Bitcoin and everything go through the roof in 2017. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly that. I'm sure you, you were one of them, too. So what am I seeing right now? Like I said, I, I, I don't think Litecoin is a good buy-in right now at $135, even though you have people out there predicting $225. That's just ridiculous, in my opinion. They're trying to get people to FOMO in so they can dump on them. I, I wouldn't get in right now at Litecoin. What's interesting enough is uh, Anthony Mackey. He's the, uh, I think he plays Falcon in The Avengers. So check out what he just said. Honest, everybody powder their man, bang, bang. Y'all don't powder your man. You live in LA, homie, start powdering your man. He need love too. I check my phone periodically. I technically never have my phone on me. I'm not a phone dude. Uh, That's why I don't social media. Once every two hours, I'll go see yo. what's up? Venmo all day, cause the cash do be coming in, know that. My uh, Litecoin app to see where my Litecoin at, cause I don't trust Bitcoin. Litecoin forever. My cameras at my house, see what's going on at the house, see if the raccoon's back. It's an ordeal, the possums, the raccoons. It's a fight, they're a gangster. If it's fantasy season, I check my fantasy, app. yeah. So it was interesting that he made that. Uh, I think it was like Thursday or Friday. I think that's when big uh, Litecoin started like pumping. Uh, I thought it was funny, I thought it's funny. <laughs> he doesn't trust Bitcoin, go figure right. Um, anyways, if the Avenger is telling you to get Litecoin, then a lot of people did, you know, it like I said, you know, it's very likely it could still go higher. I personally wouldn't partake in that just because all you're going to do is get yourself in a lot of trouble. But uh, I will say, though, that seeing it go up this high is a lot of fun. And then, of course, it's it's moving everything over to Bitcoin, too, as well. I mean, look at what we're seeing right now with Bitcoin being at eight thousand one hundred forty eight dollars. Like that's because of Tether. Right. <laughs> that's because of the Litecoin. That uh, These are the these are the runs that everybody's seeing. This is why it's happening. Right. The um, Lord knows the bad news that came out today is not because of this price. Trust me, it's not. People haven't woken up to that news just yet. But uh, yeah, I have some other kind of ideas of where I'm seeing some of these tokens going here in the short term, and I have an idea of why they're gonna be going that way. Let's get on to the next segment.
0: Speculative token
1: analysis. These are future predictions. So, today, instead of giving you three coins to look out for, because I think I've given you enough of those, uh, like I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, I've been saying Cosmos, Grin, and Load Up on Bitcoin while you still can. <laughs> so, I've been saying those three for the past three weeks. So, just keep at those, right? Um, today, I'm going to talk about three coins or three cryptocurrencies, or digital assets, whatever you want to call them, um, to stay away from, uh, seriously. And I'm not saying this just because I don't hold bags in them, because I, I did at one time. I did. No, not for all of them, but I, I did for some of them. Uh, I don't anymore, just because I quickly realized what's happening. Uh, I do think now with this news, I do feel like, holding a privacy coin should be in your holdings. I think if you're not holding a privacy coin of some sort, I think you're just doing yourself a disservice uh, just because of all of the regulations that are gonna be taking place here in the next six to 12 months. um, Having a very uh, self-identifying token like Bitcoin and having a token like say Monero Right. That makes it a little bit more hard, harder to distinguish an identity from or something like uh, Zcash uh, that you have to turn on. Right. Or something like um, grid. Right. I would say having a privacy coin of some sort in your holdings would probably be the smartest thing you can do right now. Uh, I'm not saying to you know throw a lot of money on it, but just hedge, 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 hedge. Uh, Just because we don't know what this is going to turn into. At least that's what I'm doing personally. So. These are the three I would highly recommend you stay away from. Seriously. And I, The reason I say it is because I think what we're going to see with these is um, they're going to fall away. And they they have fallen away in the past. That's what most people don't realize. The first one, of course, is one that you already know I'm going to talk about, and that's XRP. XRP has proven to us at this point that everything passed it by. Like everything, everything passed it by. First, it was trying to compete with Bitcoin. Yeah, in 2017, go back and and look at all the threads and all the videos, literally people out there in droves talking about how XRP is gonna be the next Bitcoin. Seriously, this is what caused an eruption in in XRP. The second thing that you notice with XRP was it's gonna be the banker's coin. It's going to be the coin that everybody will use, right? It was even something that I was even on board with. I was like, well, yeah, XRP is going to be used by banks. Why wouldn't it? It was a whole thing that everybody was kind of latched on. It was just everybody assumed that XRP was going to be a banker's coin. We all did. I'm guilty of it as well. In 2018, everybody thought like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, then Stellar started making moves. And we slowly saw them roll out something with IBM. And then they started creating these tethers that were connected to these other cryptocurrencies, right, that they could transact on the Stellar Consensus Protocol. And then you started seeing them come out with WorldWire this year. And then you quickly realize, holy shit, XRP isn't going to be a banker's coin. Bankers are going to create their own coin. Visa announced today that they're going to be creating their own private blockchain using uh, Hyperledger, that's no surprise, a private blockchain, very similar to what JBM, uh, JP Morgan is doing, right? So this proves, proves, proves and proves that XRP is not going to be used for this worldwide remittance platform like it wants to. Turns out Ripple just makes really good products and XRP as a cryptocurrency or a token or digital security or whatever it's going to be labeled as in the future doesn't do absolutely nothing. Is It is why I'm warning you against from holding it because I would hate to see, because if you don't know this, and I'll tell you this right now, XRP used to be priced at under a penny. It did. When I got into XRP, I think it was like at two cents or three cents. I would have to go back and look. But in early 2017, uh, XRP was at two cents, two or one cent, something like that. It was ridiculously low. And then before the end of the bull run, it got to $3. Right now, XRP's at 40 cents. It's a third place in the coin market cap. It doesn't absolutely do anything at this point. Yes, there's probably some people using it in some sort or some fashion, probably the same amount of people using Bitcoin Cash, right? Maybe even lower. I will say though that at least with Bitcoin Cash, there is some need for it, if not just to copy Bitcoin if not just to become the cash equivalent of of Bitcoin, right? There's some need for it, right? But XRP literally can't stand on its own. Ripple, the company, has tried to separate itself from XRP, the, the cryptocurrency, as they're calling it, saying that it was gifted to Ripple, the company. You know the whole facts. I don't have to tell you. But I will say, though, that it wouldn't surprise me here in the next 12 to 18 months if XRP becomes back to where it was at less than two cents, at less than one cent. You're going to start seeing people dump it. People are going to start dumping their Ripple to to get onto to on Bitcoin before the happening. You're going to start seeing that happen all the way across the board. And I think in the top 10, if I'm looking at one of those taking the major hit, if there's any one of those taking a major hit in the future, Where people are gonna start dumping their ripple and go straight to Bitcoin or Ethereum or something else. It's gonna be XRP. That's that's the camp that I'm looking at, you know, to push Bitcoin above 10k. (laughs) Seriously, it's gonna happen. It's been a total of six months already, and there has been no news whatsoever from the front of Ripple. They haven't came out with any news other than, oh, we got another exchange use Ripple or or, are using Ripple, but are they using their products? Are they using XRP? What's going on? I will just say, just, just be aware that, you know, if nothing else, let's say best, best, best case scenario, Ripple just becomes a really good uh, exchange um, a remittance platform, right? So people will use XRP on exchange and it'll just become just that. And they'll use Ripple software to do that in real time and it's fast and Yeah, all that jazz. Let's hope that's all it becomes. But I have a feeling that we're going to see it dump pretty hard here in the next 12, 18 months. And it's not going to be something I'm going to be happy about. Trust me, I I don't play sides anymore when it comes to cryptocurrency camps. I I really don't care about that anymore. Uh, I want the whole space to succeed, whether it's any of these cryptocurrencies. The only one I don't want to succeed is Bitcoin SV. (laughs) But all these other uh, coins, I mean, I'm not really in a camp. With any one of them at this point. Okay, the next one that I am looking at, and this is not going to be a surprise to y'all because I've been saying it the entire time, is BitTorrent token. I think you're going to see that dump harder than it ever was. I think this time next year it won't even be used. Seriously, I think if I if I have to go long, and this is me somebody forcing me to go long on one or another coin, if somebody says you have to hold $1,000 in Tron or $1,000 in a BitTorrent token. Which one are you choosing? Uh, The first thing I would say is, do I have to choose one of those? (laughs) Can I move it somewhere else? The second thing I would say is, I guess I'm gonna do it with Tron. The only reason I would say Tron is because at least it's a gambling platform. People gamble with Tron. They're known for their gambling games and at least that's creating some kind of, you know, incentive to use TRX, right? Um, but BitTorrent token, no one's going to use this. No one's going to use this. Trust me. Why would you want to KYC and AML this your <laughs> your BitTorrent client? Why would you want to do that just so you can get some crappy BitTorrent token and then get arrested for, for pirating <laughs> last season's Game of Thrones? It doesn't make any sense. It, it literally doesn't. And you have the inventor of BitTorrent, talking about how they didn't build this token on the protocol. This is not what they say it is. And if you want further investigation than just what I'm telling you right now, take a listen to our episode that we did of Inside Protocol BTT. Seriously. So this is the next cryptocurrency that I'm predicting to go even lower where it is now. It's literally one tenth of a cent. That's it. And it's up six percent today. There's like 212 quadrillion coins. This is not going to be worth anything. You're better off holding Ken, <laughs> right? So this is another cryptocurrency token or whatever you want to call it, BitTorrent. I would not hold this token. I, I just would not. You're in for a hurt of pain if you're investing more money. Um, and the last one is Steam. And this is, shouldn't be a surprise to you. Um, it's at priced at 41 cents. you know I've seen it go as high as gosh, it must have been like eight dollars at one time. Yeah, it was like it was really high back in the day and uh, it sucks. it was a really great platform at one time. We used to use it in 2017. Don't use it anymore. It's a dead platform at this point. Um, you're you're basically holding a coin that's absolutely worthless. It's not gonna make any money. There's not gonna be a reason to use it. Uh, everybody's moving over from EOS to Voice to, 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 to that, and, and Steam's going to get left behind unless they decide to port over Steam to EOS. At that point, maybe it will come up in price just because people will, will want to see it um, you know, uh, come back to life and it'll give a reason to hold it, but don't see that happening. And if it does, if Voice is successful, people are just going to be focused on that and, and Steam is just going to get replaced by another token or an offering. Uh, so I, it's, this is one cryptocurrency that you can call dead at this point. Uh, I'm sorry if you guys are holding it. I'm sorry if people, you know, still you know are grabbing onto it and think it's going to become something. It's not. Uh, it's just it had its time and it, it worked great and it's you know it still kind of does. But at this point, you're going to be losing money. So if you're purchasing Steam and you're planning on make a, 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 a turning into a positive. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but that's not going to happen. Okay, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. So just a reminder, XRP, BTT, and Steam. Those are three I would definitely stay away from. And I know they're really obvious. Uh, maybe not to a lot of you. Maybe to a lot of you, you, think maybe XRP, I think you're thinking, oh, car, you're crazy. But it's not going to be fun seeing XRP just go back down to a penny. It's not. You know, maybe we won't get that low, maybe we'll get to like eight cents or seven cents, but it's not gonna be fun seeing that and seeing everybody lose money like that. That's not gonna be fun. At a certain point, Ripple's gonna have to dump it. And if, if Ripple dumps it, they're gonna dump it onto the open market. And um, there's gonna be a lot of people left holding the bags. Maybe maybe we'll they'll see one more pump before then. I hope you know that way people can get out of it. But um, yeah, at this point, I would just cut my losses on it personally. Alright, so another Thriller Insights is Dunzies Thank you so much for listening I really appreciate you You know, I don't say this very often Actually, I probably do But uh, whenever some new kind of regulation comes out Or whenever some new, you know, forceful government action You know, hits the news First thing I think is, why? Why are they doing this? What are they hoping to accomplish by doing this? Are they trying to scare people from using cryptocurrency? Are they trying to out real terrorists out there? Are real terrorists using cryptocurrency to fund terror? Is that what's really going on? I don't think so. I think the dollar is still really easy to use. I think it has more to do with the fact that Bitcoin has so much promise and they have so much to lose if Bitcoin wins, if cryptocurrency wins, if it levels the playing field like it's supposed to, like it was meant to do. They don't want to lose that control. And it's because of that, and only that, that I remain bullish on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So they can have their KYC and AML. Doesn't matter, because I'm exiting fiat, most definitely.